Welcome to the Books for Athletes podcast with your host, the publisher, Mr. Kelly Cole. Mr. Cole, a former athlete and best-selling author himself, has set out to take you behind the scenes of some of sports' forgotten heroes. He sits down with former professional athletes, college athletes, and sports coaches as they share stories of triumph, defeat, dedication, and perseverance. Here's Kelly. What's up, everybody? It's the publisher here, Mr. Kelly Cole, back with another episode of the Books for Athletes podcast. I got a special guest today, a legend, a veteran coach, over 20-something years, Coach Jason Kent. How are you, sir? Man, I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed. I can't complain. Good stuff, man. Tell the people, first off, who you are, where you're located, and stuff like that before we get a copy. Okay. Jason Kent, man, I'm, I'm... I live in uh, Chicago, Illinois, so South Suburbs. I'm in Oak Forest, uh, originally from Columbus, Ohio, as they say, the sea bus. Um, been here uh, for 18 years. Got you know, um, came here as a college coach, and then it just expanded into a whole lot of other uh, avenues for me, man. Uh, like I said, definitely been blessed. Dope, dope. So, where did you play um, high school basketball? So I started. Point. I started at Columbus Worley, mm-hmm. won a state championship in 89, and then I transferred over to Columbus East and uh, finished my high school ball over at Columbus East High School. So I'm a I'm a Tiger all the way uh, uh, in, the, in the heart. And then went to play at Ohio University and uh, played there for two years and then went on and finished and uh, got my degree at the University of Charleston. Gotcha. What was your degree in? Uh, business administration with a concentration in marketing. Oh. And uh, so that led into um, now, you know, it always is, is important. A lot of people don't understand, hey, I want to go pro. I want to do this. And they don't understand you can still be in athletics, uh, but you got to get that degree. And so I followed up my my degree with a master's degree in sports administration and then followed up that degree with a master's in higher education, specializing in um Special education. Gotcha. So how did your coaching career start? Um, right after college, I, I got in, uh, I got a job at Central Michigan University in uh, 96. Um, Jim Clemens, who's a longtime assistant with the Chicago Bulls, um, opened that door for me. You know, he and my father played uh, high school ball together. And I had a conversation with Clemens uh, and said, hey, you know, I think I want to I want to coach. Uh, he made a call, and uh, next thing you know, it I was moving from Charleston to um, Mount Pleasant, Michigan, where every time you wash your car, it snowed. Wow! Uh, but uh, it, it was it was a blessing, and and then that just kind of spiraled into uh, other coaching jobs. A um, uh, few years down low, round down the road, it led into uh, a head coaching job down in Austin, Texas. Uh, where I had one of the best teams in, in Austin. I always say it was the University of Texas, and then it was Houston Tillerson College. Uh, right in the top 25, made it to the lead eight. Uh, home game sold out. Uh, University of Texas football players used to come over and watch our teams play. Uh, and then uh, after that, uh, I came up to Chicago State, was there, and uh, was even was the interim head coach at one time. Uh, so... You know, I always say, man, God has been good. Um, 
it's funny, you know, I, I don't make excuses um, why one job didn't work out or why I left or I should have stayed. I should have, could have stayed, you know, would have, would have stayed in one place. But at the end of the day, um, you got to continue to take that step forward uh, and keep your eyes on the prize. Got you. Great transition to a little bit of what you talked about in the book when you were in Austin. You said when you got there, you began to make excuses about the facilities and stuff like that. Was that that gig right there? Yes. Right. Yeah. How did your mindset shift? Well, you know, when I got there uh, as HBCU, uh, I knew what I was walking into. And um, I was, you know, the locker rooms, the weight room, the gym. Uh, it just seemed like it wasn't up to par. You know, when I when I took the job, my whole mindset was I'm coming to win. And I'm going to run this program like it's uh, a Duke, you know, type of atmosphere um, and mindset. Yeah. So when I first got there, I mean, I said, oh, man, this is bad. Oh, I can't win. Oh, this is bad. I had so many excuses before you knew it. I was defeated before I even started. Mm -hmm. And so um, I had called my wife and was kind of telling her. And she just said, hey, remember what the, the, the plan is. Remember what the goal is. Yeah. And in the midst of that conversation, she said, oh, and by the way, I'm pregnant. Wow. We're expecting our first child. And that in that moment, it was kind of like, man, it's time for me to 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 lace them up and prepare for my family, make this something great. And so I rolled over the next day and said, how can we get better? Mm -hmm. And that was the beginning of not allowing excuses and what you don't have and what you can't do hold you back from what you can have and what you can do. Hey, it's the publisher here, Mr. Kelly Cole. Listen, if you are a former professional athlete, if you are a former college athlete or sports coach, and you're looking to launch your speaking career, let me tell you, you need a book. If you're already out there speaking and you want to track more high-paid speaking engagements, you need a book. It's not about creating more content to post on social media. It's not about recording a bunch of videos. It's not about doing more podcasts. The number one secret to attracting more high-paid speaking engagements or even launching your speaking career is a book. Hey, I'm the publisher, Mr. Kelly Cole, and I help former athletes and sports coaches create best-selling books in 30 days to launch their speaking career, even if they hate writing and don't know where to start. So for the first time ever, I've created a free case study video that will not only show you how to write a book from scratch in a little as 30 days and become a best-selling author, it will also show you how to attract more high-paid speaking engagements. Now, to check out this free case study video, click the link that says learn more or go to Books for Athletes dot com real quick before you go do not go if you're not a former athlete or sports coach because you won't find any value in what i'm about to share and don't go if your book is already out and already on amazon you won't find any value in what i share over there but if you are a former athlete or sports coach know that you need a book or um already out there speaking and you want to launch your speaking career 
go check out that link now. Writing a book is not as hard as you think. It doesn't even matter if you don't know where to start. My case study video will show you how to start and get it done and onto the bestsellers list. So go now. That's dope, man. So where do you think that that came from? What it, was that instilled in you as a young kid or growing up? Where do you think that comes from or where did that come from? You know, Kelly, it, it was instilled in me by my mother. You know, my mother, you know, I came up in a single parent home. Uh, my father was was definitely there, but it was watching my mother work two and three jobs. It was watching my mother um, grind. You know, I always tell athletes, what are you willing to, to give up uh, in order to be successful? And I watched my mother give up her sleep. I watched my mother give up uh, buying stuff for her so that I had everything that was, you know, that was nice at the time. Uh, I never went without. And she never blamed her situation on, you know, be because of what we didn't have, you know. Um, all she did was grind, you know. And I I grew up in a great life. So, you know, as I was coming up and I and I even talked about it in the in the book a little bit, uh, I knew that I had to grind as an athlete. I knew that I had to to give it my all because I knew that college, uh, she just wasn't gonna be able to send me to college. Right. So, you know, putting that work in and sacrificing for the betterment, not only myself, but for the betterment of my mother. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I think so many kids have lost that mindset. Mm -hmm. You know, sacrificing so that you can not only better yourself, but better yourself for your parents who have sacrificed for you over and over and over again. Yeah, that's good. So man. that mindset, that mindset came growing up. Um, watching my mother, you know, struggle and scrape and, you know, not feel sorry for herself. Making it happen. Yeah, <clears throat> I get it. I get it. So you you leave Austin. Where do you go from Austin? What did the next uh, year? So I leave Austin and I go to Chicago State. Chicago State. Okay. I, How was that yeah, experience? You know, Chicago State, and, 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 and it's, it's really interesting, Kelly, because Chicago State, was let's call it for what it was. It was kind of the bottom feeder of Division One basketball, mm -hmm. and uh, at the time, uh, my friend of mine who I worked with at IUPUI had got the job at Chicago State, and he was like, "Jay, I, I know we can turn this thing around. Let's let's do it." And um, well, my mindset was, "Okay, we're in Chicago. You know, let's 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 go get it." It wasn't like, oh man, you know, we the bottom of the um, division one. Um, our facilities is not an arena. Um, no, let's go. Let's go beat some people. Let's compete, and let's go out and get the best players that we possibly can. And that was my mindset. And we came in. Um, I spent so much time on the road recruiting, building relationships, and before you know it, we had the right players. And you looked up, we playing Oral Roberts in the conference championship game to go to the NCAA tournament. No one thought that was possible. No one, wow. except for the guys that were in that locker room and that coaching staff. Um, 
But again, it was it was not it was not given to us. It was something that you had to sacrifice. I had to sacrifice, you know, at that time we were going the road in the beginning of July. And I was gone the whole entire month. So I was gone from my my wife and my newborn son. Um, and so it was just one of those where, hey, you know, in order to get where we want to go, you know, there was a lot of sacrifices. You know, it's been times where my wife and I would stay up and she would watch film with me and break down film because she was a college basketball coach as well. Wow. So, you know, it was one of those where if I was up, she was up, you know. And when I came off the road, she slept. I stayed up with the with the baby. Um, so I don't I just don't feel that um there's nothing that can hold you back. And that was my mindset at Chicago State. Um we're there three years. Um and like I said, I even ha- had the opportunity to take over as the, as the interim head coach, uh, came in, won some games. Um so it was just it was just a great experience. And you know, after that. I had some opportunities interviewed at some other college jobs, but it came down to, I was like, you know what? I'm always traveling. I'm doing all this. I'm doing all that. I want to kind of be here for my son. Mm-hmm. Yo, what up? It's your girl, JC. And listen, I have to send a special shout out to my guy, Mr. Kelly Cole and the entire team at Publishing Advantage Group and Books for Athletes. They took so great care of me to the point that I know I'm the pickiest person. This book was supposed to have been finished last summer. However, there were some details that I needed to make sure that the book had because my audience needed it. And, you know, when it comes down to feeding and serving the people, especially as a former athlete and telling your story, you know you cannot be selfish with the material and give it away. And they worked with me from the time of my thought process to the time of conception all the way down to now top 20 hot release best-selling author on Amazon in 24 hours. Listen, if you're an athlete, you have a story to tell and you don't know how to put it in book form just just yet, don't worry, you're not alone, okay? Hit my guy, Mr. Kelly Cole, and tell him what you're trying to do, and I promise you he's going to get you right, all right? And, of course, check me out on Amazon after the season. Shout out to the Books for Athletes family. And so I sacrificed uh, giving up coaching and being home with my son, but it led into starting Next Level 24, which is now – one of the largest basketball training services in the South suburbs of Chicago. That's awesome, man. Let's talk about that. So let's talk about your program. Okay. Tell yeah. people about that. Okay. So um, next level 24 um, came out of a conversation that I had with my brother, Anthony. Uh, Anthony is, is a pro. Last year he was with the Sacramento Kings as an assistant. Now he's over in Japan as an assistant over in Japan. He and I was talking. He said, Jay, there's, there's so much knowledge that you have of the game. And I'm, I'm always talking about uh, how bad I thought players were when it came to skill-wise. Yeah. You know, um, players just know how to play the game. But they don't have an understanding of the game. Um, when it comes to fundamentals, I was watching so many talented teams and kids get destroyed by kids who were really fundamentally sound. Yeah. And so uh, we started Next Level 24. Um, out of a recreation center here in Tinley Park. My wife and I were getting up, and that's where it began. And we started getting athletes, um, and all of a sudden people were saying, wow, those kids are skilled. And one thing led to the next. Um, One client turned into two, two turned into three, and it snowballed. 
And before you knew it, we had kids coming from all over and we were developing kids from a young age and you start seeing them getting older and older. Um, And all of a sudden they were some of the best at their grade level. Yeah. You know, and then we had some that were coming in uh, that was okay in high school and we developed and all of a sudden they were killers. Wow. Um, And so, um, but it is, it is a fundamental, it is a fundal, I mean, fundamental base uh, concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, we push them hard, um, but we give them things that they can use in the game. Mm-hmm. So it's not everybody have ball and everybody for 20 minutes dribble in one spot. As we say, you have to understand why you're doing what you're doing. Don't do something just to be doing it. Everything has to have a purpose. Yeah. You know, and so um, it's just transcended into something that uh, I'm very proud of. Um, my daughter has come up through it. You know, she was going to be a cheerleader. Wow. You know, but she was always in the gym. And all of a sudden now, you know, Janae, her name is Janae. Mm-hmm. And she's the number one player in, in uh, Illinois. She actually signed with LSU University Dope. and uh, is a part of the number one recruiting class in the country in 2023. And then before her uh, was my son. Yeah. Jason. Jason, 6'8", uh, can play the two and the three. Actually, he can play... All the all the positions at several points. Wow. Uh, we played two years at Bradley, had two good years at Bradley. Um, transferred to Indiana State, where he helped them have a great season. I think they're going to get to the NIT this year. Um, but with all that being said, Kelly, one of the main components that we do with Next Level is we talk about character, yeah. talk about doing the right things. Um, you know, academically. Uh, our kids who train with us are good students. Uh, we don't have tell, we don't have a problem telling parents they're not doing what they're supposed to. They can't train. Yeah, because there is that factor that there's m- more to bas there's more to life than just basketball. For sure. And part of that is having um, a good character, mm-hmm. being able to communicate, being able to take direction. You know. Um, and I think that carries you a long way. And so that's something we really pour into our athletes uh, who come through next level. And the blessing part is that I've had athletes who trained and come up through us, come back and work for us. That's awesome. That's awesome. That says a lot about the program and, and what you guys are doing over there. All right, let's shift to the book. So success is yours. No excuses. A coach's perspective. When did you get the idea for the book and how did the book come about? Okay. So the idea of the book came from uh, my brother, you know, a good close friend, uh, Marcus Ray. Okay. Mm -hmm. Marcus got a book called Array of Lights. And uh, he was just on me like, Jay, you got, you just have too much in your head not to be sharing it. Mm -hmm. And he had a quote in his book that, I love, and it's always is something I use, you know, and it goes something like this. Some put, some people put bananas on a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. When a sticky situation goes banana, peel back so you don't slip and get jammed in the jiffy and mess up your bread. <laughs> I love that. One you more, know, wait, wait, one more time. <laughs> good. All right. Some people put bananas on a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. When a sticky situation goes banana, peel back so you don't slip and get jammed in the jiffy and mess up your bread. 
Yeah, we need to send and, that to John Moran right now. And, yeah, for real. Yeah. And and all that all that is is, you know, there's times in your life when situations kind of get questionable. And what you have to do is take a step back and see what's going on. Mm-hmm. So you don't make a decision that gets you caught up that mess up your life. And so that's something that Marcus, you know, gave to me and something I hold on to. And I w- he inspired me to write a book and it was based off people say I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. I said, man, you can't write no book. You can't do it. And so over the years, I was just like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a stab at writing a book. Make some notes here, write it on a napkin here, write it on a paper towel here, and before you knew it, I had an outline mm-hmm. and put it together. You know, um, had some ghost readers tear it apart, break it up. You know, my wife was my first reader, tore it up, take this out, and all of a sudden. It came together. It came together. And then I said, I think I may have something. Mm-hmm. And if you if you really read the book, it's something that transcends not just to athletes. It transcends to businessmen. It transcends to churches. It transcends to players. It transcends to the, av- the average person. Because it's success is yours, no excuses. So from a coach's perspective, so I'm giving you the tea, but I'm giving it to you from a coach's point of view yeah. that can be flipped into real life. For sure. What was it like when you realized you were number one on the bestsellers list? How did that feel after people telling you you could not only write a book, but to see that number one next to your symbol? It it was it was humbling because as as a black male. I, I, you know what? It's funny. I just said this to to some kids. I said, "Do you realize?" Because uh, it was Black History Month, and I said, "Do you realize it was said that if you want to hide something from blacks, you put it in a book. Yeah. You put it in a book." And so when I saw my book number one, I said, "I put something in the book. I put something in the book, and it, and it caught some people's attention." Yeah. So I, I, God gave me, God gave me a word that he he allowed me to put in a book and it caught some people's attention. That was my thought process because I was very humble. Good stuff. Good stuff, man. What was it like working with us? What was it like working with Books for Athletes team? You know, you know, it's funny because when I first, you know, I reached out to you and, you know, you were, you you had some family stuff going on. And then when you got back to me, you said, I got you. And one of the things, and it's, it's so funny how everything lines up with the book. Mm-hmm. Um, you, I was thinking, man, I, I, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to afford to, to, to do this. I don't know if I, I don't know how, I don't know how I'm gonna make this happen. And what people have to understand is you have to open yourself up for reason. You and I had a conversation and you said, Jay, how, what you want to do? And I told you, and you said, hey, here's the game plan. I said, okay, okay, I can see that. We said, but I'm going to walk you through how to how to make this up and how to get to the next level. And it wasn't just talk. 
it was a communication. And every time I call you, you pick up the phone. I email. Here it is. So I've, I was, I've never been in the dark. I've never like, oh, you know, is Kelly in the, in, in the um, his people going to get back to me? No, it, it was. If you call, you got to answer. If you email, you got to answer. The book design, that man was cold blooded. Um, the organization of it, the the editing of it was just cold blooded. The the feedback I got from the the editor who read it was like, "Hey, I wish I would have had this book because I think it's a great read." Again, so you know, I'm already thinking, okay, what's going to be my next book? Yeah, uh, I'm already on it because my my go to publisher is you, you mm-hmm. know. And anybody who asked me, you know, about writing a book, how to go about it, they got to come to you, you know, because one, um, you don't have any too many, you don't have too many minority business publishers right. that they walk the walk. Mm-hmm. And I can say that books for athletes, they, you guys walk the walk, hands down. Appreciate that, my brother. Appreciate that. What would you, if, if let's do it from this perspective first. If Ja was one of your players, Ja Moran, what would be your advice to him? How would you help that brother right now? It's funny. I I, I, I got some notes right here. One of the things that I would, we, I would say, hey, Ja, everything you know, everything you've been taught, we're going to scrap it. Let's start all over. Let's start all over. First thing you want to do is set, let's set goals. Goal setting in today's society with young people, I just don't think exists. Step number two, let's stay humble. Let's stay hungry. Let's remember where you came from. That's step two. Step three, everything was a learning experience. So if we letting everything go and we reset, but what did we learn from our prior experience? Hey, it's the publisher here, Mr. Kelly Cole. Listen, if you are a former professional athlete, if you are a former college athlete or sports coach, and you're looking to launch your speaking career, let me tell you, you need a book. If you're already out there speaking and you want to track more high-paid speaking engagements, you need a book. It's not about creating more content to post on social media. It's not about recording a bunch of videos. It's not about doing more podcasts. The number one secret to attracting more high-paid speaking engagements or even launching your speaking career is a book. Hey, I'm the publisher, Mr. Kelly Cole, and I help former athletes and sports coaches create best-selling books in 30 days to launch their speaking career, even if they hate writing and don't know where to start. So for the first time ever, I've created a free case study video that will not only show you how to write a book from scratch in a little as 30 days and become a best-selling author, it will also show you how to attract more high-paid speaking engagements. Now, to check out this free case study video, click the link that says learn more or go to Books for Athletes dot com real quick before you go do not go if you're not a former athlete or sports coach because you won't find any value in what i'm about to share and don't go if your book is already out and already on amazon you won't find any value in what i share over there but if you are a former athlete or sports coach know that you need a book 
or um, already out there speaking and you want to launch your speaking career, go check out that link now. Writing a book is not as hard as you think. It doesn't even matter if you don't know where to start. My case study video will show you how to start and get it done and onto the bestsellers list. So go now. Okay. Next, let's commit to your craft. Let's commit to your craft. Yeah. It's not about the jewelry. It's not about flexing. Let's commit to your craft. Then once we commit to our craft, that means we set up a routine. Mm -hmm. I'm getting up in the morning. I'm lifting. I'm eating. I rest. I'm back in the gym. I'm watching film. Let's set up a routine. And the final step I would tell him is never give up. Yeah. And never sacrifice who you are for what people other people want you to be. That would be my that would be my my advice to John Morant if I had the opportunity to talk to him. 100 percent do you who who do you blame really like there's really no excuse like you said I, I i go by the same thing i don't make excuses when you had originally called me like literally i was in the thick of my mom mm -hmm. passing away so mm -hmm. and like on her couch going through it but anyway as you can see like i said i worked my way back who would you say is the problem in josh's situation or who do you think dropped the ball you think it's his parents his coaches or what or you think it's just him you know what? It's two things, two people. First one, I, I say his circle. Is his circle. Because if I'm about the right thing, I'm going to tell you what you're doing is not right. Yeah. The, the old cliche of what your mother taught you, but what our grandmamas taught us. Yeah. Nothing happens good after 12. Nope. Nothing good happens after 12. Nope. You know, I, I, I just think that that was, that's the first problem. Yeah. And everyone wants to say his dad, you know, and all everybody else. But the main finger pointing should be at him. Yeah. Because he forgot. If you remember what I said, you have to remember where you came from. He forgot he was the kid in the uh, other gym that nobody was looking at. Yeah. And the coach went over there and saw him. Right. And said, whoa, we're going to take this kid right here. Brought him to Murray State and gave him a platform and helped him grow into one of the best players. Yeah. So, again, he has to remember where he came, what he stood for. Yep. You know, and I think in the, all the translation got lost. It, all the translation got lost. Got it. I agree. I agree. So <clears throat> I agree 100 percent. So you got a chapter about the GOAT, Michael Jordan, right? <laughs> you in Chicago. I'm from Chicago. Who's the GOAT, MJ or LeBron? Which one? Oh, MJ. All right, why? Break it down. So, you can say, you know, LeBron broke the scoring record. LeBron been playing since he's been out of high school. Okay. Jordan left the game, came back, 
you know, even took a break, had some, you know, some different things going on. But when it came to impacting the game, but making his teammates better and raising their level of play, I think MJ by far did that. He didn't have to run, he didn't have to bounce around in different play with different superstars to be great. He didn't have to do that. What he did was he sacrificed, once again, it goes back to what he wanted to sacrifice to be successful. He sacrificed with going, you know, bouncing from team to team and had teammates come and help raise their level, help raise their competitiveness, mm-hmm. help raise their, their will to win. See, all you know, uh, when I was in Austin, you know, I was close with the Texas staff. Yeah. And Rick Barnes was really – if you watch Rick Barnes, who's at Tennessee now, yes, he has talent. But one thing Rick Barnes did when he was at Texas, he had a really good team. He had really good teams, and they played together, and they, they just executed. You look at his teams at Tennessee, they play together, and they really execute, and they're really good. You know – Yes, he had a Kevin Durant. He, you know, he had some AJ Abrams. He had TJ Fords. He had some good players. I.e., look at Michael Jordan. He had a good team. Yeah. So he put the pieces of the puzzle together. You know, you think about how he, he was with Dennis Rodman. Yeah. Hey, Dennis, you hey, do what you do, but don't let it affect the team. Right. And it changed the perspective because Dennis, okay, cool. I go drink out all night, but I promise you I'll come get you 20 rebounds. Right. And I'll play defense for you, Mike. Because he matched Michael's competitiveness, you know, and those guys matched Michael's commitment. And if you look, not everybody matches LeBron's commitment. Everybody doesn't match his competitiveness. Mm-hmm. Because it's something that is not demanded or they respect his dominance. But I don't think they respect his leadership yeah. as they did Mike. I agree 100%. But, yeah, Michael Jordan will always be the GOAT, man. Like, I don't give – the only championship I give LeBron respect for is when he went back to Cleveland. That's the only one. Mm-hmm. All the rest of them, you can you can scrap them. I, I don't care. Him, him going back to Cleveland and winning one with Cleveland – I mm-hmm. give him respect for that. And like I said, if Jordan played an extra five, six years, he could have won the scoring title. But to mm-hmm. me, that don't really mean nothing. His history is cool, but he's not the GOAT, man. It's no. And, and, and the, you, you know, you could say, what was your mindset of putting that in the book? Right. You know, so let's talk about the purpose of putting that in a book is saying, hey, Michael Jordan was the best, but he didn't become the best overnight. He had failures. He has he had sacrifices. He had commitment. He had dedication. And he had work ethic. So how does that look in a business? Well, if I want to be the best, I'm, if I got to be at work at 8 o'clock, I may get there at 645. Yeah. I'm going to work before everybody else work. I'm going to make sure that I'm prepared. I'm going to make sure that I have a goal sheet. I'm going to attack this yeah. because at the end of the day, I want to make sure that I, my business is better than yours. In order to be better than yours, I got to do this and this and this. And then understanding, be competitive. It's okay to be competitive. 
get it. Yeah. Don't wait for somebody to give you something. You know, and it goes to shoulda, coulda, woulda. Well, I, I shoulda, I shoulda done this. Well, I could have done this. Man, I wish I would have done this. To me, those three pillars are downfalls to everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, and then I follow it right back up with everybody can't be like Mike. So just because I can't be elite don't mean I can't be great. That's it. You know, I, I have a thing called the ladder of success. And uh, it goes from okay to good, good to great, great to phenomenal. Yeah. You know, so let, let's 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 do it. It's okay to be, it's okay to be okay. Because right. sometimes you gotta make, you gotta look bad in order to get good. Yeah. You know, so let's 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 okay. Let's go from okay to good. Now I'm good, but I can't forget what I did when I was okay. But now I'm great. I can't forget what I did when I was good and okay. Yeah. Now I'm phenomenal. I can't get lazy and get comfortable and not be humble and not remember where I, where I came from, which was okay. Yeah. How do you how do you get a player to maintain that same sense of hunger as they climb up that ladder of success? How do they maintain, especially when they hit the top? How do you get them to maintain that same sense of hunger to keep going out there? You have to remind them. One, that there's room always to grow. Mm -hmm. See, where, you, where people fail is when they get to the top and say, I know it all. So when you're with an athlete, it's very important to remind them we can do something to get better. Mm -hmm. We can get stronger. We can eat better. We can change this. One thing I can say about LeBron is that that's what he does. Mm -hmm. He always finds something to get better at. Mm -hmm. And the same thing with athletes. You got to get better. You know, I say my daughter's best player in the state of Illinois. Mm -hmm. But she got to get better going left. Can she go left? And would she dominate? Yeah. But she's got to get better. Yeah. She's got to get better lateral movement. And every step of the way in the process, you have to get better. Yeah. You know? And um, that's my biggest thing with athletes is getting better, you know, put first things first, you know, um, in the book, um, there's seven habits. Okay. Um, and I've got the seven habits from uh, seven habits of being an effective leader. Let's go. Okay? It's a great book. A lot of people have not read it, yeah. but seven habits of an effective leader uh, is a phenomenal book. And one of the, the first goal is, Begin with the end in mind. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> Begin with the end in mind. Yep. Think about that. So if I say I want to be here, so when I begin it, I can't lose focus on the end. And then once I get to the end, it starts all over again. Yep. Begin with the end in mind. That's good, man. You keep talking about your daughter. You see, I got one of her new teammates on my on my wall. Me and my daughter met Flajay. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we went to see them in Nashville. LSU play um, Vandy. My Vandy. daughter's a fan of LSU. Really? Yep, she's a fan. She's a huge fan, especially of Flajay, but she loves LSU. So they were close, which is only about four hours from me. My son and my oldest daughter live in Nashville. So we just drove up, me and my baby girl, to see the game. And it was dope. So I'm sure we'll see your daughter next year. 
Oh, for yeah, for sure, for sure. And you have to watch my son now. I, I don't never want to leave him out of it. Um, be, and, and you know what? And I just I want to say this about how the book ties to him because I talked I talk about him in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't know uh, Jason and kind of some of the things he went through, you wouldn't really know I was talking about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it was one of those where I was talking about he has one of the best mid range games you ever want to watch. Yeah, and it was kind of it was kind of held against him at mm. one time. Um, but he is the epitome of everyone said he couldn't be a division one basketball player. Wow. And he, he received a lot of negative, a lot of criticism and nothing has ever come easy to him. It's always, he's got to work. Um, even in college, it, it, you know, he's, he's faced some, some up uphill battles and I, you know, even still, he's still fighting. But what I'm telling him, hey, you know, there's no excuse that we can make. It is what it is. Right. You got to stand up on your own two feet and be accounted for. Because I truly believe that's what we're missing in our youth today. Yeah. You know, it's actually telling these kids, no, get through it. Figure it out. Yeah. Because everything is so easy. Everything is so easily accessible. Everything is, you know, kids don't even have to read no more. Kids don't, if they want to do something, they can push a button. If they if they want to work out, they can put some type of thing, put them on their apps, and it works out for them. Yeah. So if we're going to make an impact on our communities, impact to our youth, um, impact to our friends, it's one of those where we have to get back to how grandma and grandpa used to do it. Yeah. That's just being, that's just being honest. For sure. For sure. All right, man. I ain't going to keep you too much longer. Before we go, um, tell the people where they can get more information about you and where they can get the book from. And then I'm going to have you close it out with with one of your most your favorite quotes. You gave us one, but I want to I want you to close us out with another one. Well, again, you can you can check us out on nextlevel24.org. OK, that's our Next Level 24 website. We're on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, our handle is NL24Basketball. Okay, if you want to get the book and it's hot, I encourage it to you. I'm telling you, it's going to impact your life. Uh, anybody who reads it, I say it's going to be an impact. Um, definitely on Amazon, so check it out. Success is yours, a coach's perspective. Okay, so that's us. Um, feel free to reach out to us, jkent at nextlevel24.org. Email me. I'll definitely get back to you. Good stuff, man. All right, close this out. What's one of your favorite quotes or a quote that you live by that you want to close this out with? I, I, I've already, I've said it a couple times already. What are you willing to give up to be successful? What are you willing to give up in order to be successful? You know, and I told you my, my next one is, I got it from my boy. Some people put bananas on their peanut butter and jelly sandwich. When a sticky situation goes, bananas peel back. So you don't slip and get jammed in the jiffy, mess up your bread. Marcus Ray, the book is called Rays of Light. Got to give him some love for that. It's a dope book. Check it out. That's good, man. Appreciate you, Coach Kent, man. Look forward to your next project, my brother. Always, man. Appreciate you. Anytime. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the Books for Athletes podcast. Make sure you're liking, subscribing, and leaving us reviews. And be sure, if you're interested and you want to get your book done, make sure you check out our free case study video at www.booksforathletes.com. 
Also, if you'd like for me to come to speak to your students or you're having an event and you need a speaker, I would love to be a part of it. Just shoot me an email at booksforathletes.com. Until then, we'll see you on the next episode.